Derek, I'll uh, I'll start with you. Maybe just a thought on uh, on Mike's performance tonight, given uh, all of the chatter coming out of Game One, and then he he does that tonight. Yeah, I mean it's a fresh new game. Uh, we have all the confidence in the world in Smitty, and he had a bounce back game like like no other. So um, I expect nothing else. He's a great competitor, and and he was leading the troops tonight. It was fun to watch. Mike, maybe just a thought on on your night, how you felt in there, and it just seemed like you know you were were calm as always. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really feel too bad in game one. I made one bad play, and it cost us the game. So I think I just carried the same kind of mindset into, uh, into tonight and obviously wanted to put in a good showing, especially after, you know, you feel like you're maybe the cause of a loss. So I think a bounce back is always important, and, uh, and obviously tonight the team played uh, more up to the capabilities, how we were, were able to play, and we got uh, rewarded because of it. Just a, a thought, if you can, Mike, on the physicality that your team seemed to bring tonight. I mean, from McDavid right through the whole group almost. What, is, what it means when Connor does something like that? Yeah, I mean, when your leader goes out and he's banging bodies, I think it's, it's easy for everyone else to do it too. So I think it's playoff hockey. You want to you wanna, you know, get touches on guys as much as you can when they're going back for pucks. And it pays dividends in a, in a long series. So I think we did a good job of that tonight with the physicality. It started in the first period and carried throughout the game. And... Um, got a big win. Mike, I know you're trying to stay in the moment as best you can, but when you see kind of what's going on outside, and this, it's been five years since fans have been able to experience a playoff win here because of what's gone on in the world, can you kind of uh, understand kind of maybe what they're, they're realizing out there? I mean, unbelievable. Obviously, you feel the energy around the city. Everyone's got oil jerseys on and hats, and um, you can't help but kind of get excited about coming to the rink and, and playing hockey with uh, this loyal fan base that we have here. So obviously, you know, you see the people outside right now. It's, uh, it's an exciting place to, to be an Oiler right now. And um, obviously it's a long series. There's a lot of work left to do, tied the series, but uh, it's going to be some hard work going into LA. Derek, when you signed here, it was kind of a, you said it was stressful on uh, free agency going into it and you got to, uh, kind of a homecoming and it, as a former Golden Bear. Is this everything that you kind of thought it could be after kind of maybe an up and down season? Yeah, I mean, free agency is always stressful, but um, I came here to win and I think every guy in that locker room wants to do the same thing and that's win. So uh, it's a big win tonight. Um, we're gearing up for game three. It's a pivotal game down in SoCal. So um, we're going to live in the moment and um, enjoy this for a brief second and then start preparing for Game 3 because that's what's ahead of us. Um, Mike, uh, Derek made a couple of really key plays on the penalty kill. Can you describe what he means to this team on that special team? Yeah, I mean, he's a consummate pro. He puts in the work and practice. He's, you know, he's, he's a veteran player now that's you know, played on some teams that have done some good things and obviously means a lot to our, our kill tonight. Obviously, we got in some penalty trouble and he was there to make some great plays. He's obviously responsible on his own end and does a lot of good things for the whole 200 feet of the ice. So obviously, uh, you know, he's an important piece to the puzzle and, and uh, he'll continue to put in the work and get the job done. Uh, Derek, the special teams have been a story in the first two games. Obviously, your team's four for uh, seven on the power play and you've killed all eight uh, penalties. It's pre pretty much a carryover, though, from the last couple of months of the season is the penalty killing has just got so much better. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there's been more penalties than I expected in the beginning of playoffs, but we all know special teams are huge come playoff time. You, you only get so many power plays, and um, we want our power play to be lethal, and if they're not scoring, they're creating momentum for us right now, which is 
which is good. And the penalty kill has been doing the same, you know, creating momentum by killing it off. And, and um, I think that, like you said, in the last couple of months, we've kind of laid a good foundation in, in what we want our special teams looking like. And um, that rolled into playoffs. What was not working when you had a stretch there where there was a lot of goals you were giving up on the bar play? Were the passes coming through the slot or what was happening? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look back on the video, but I think uh, there's stretches of those periods in the season where things aren't going your way. And um, I think that maybe we, we got back to our structure a little bit, started blocking shots, um, winning face-offs to start up kills, huge, get the puck down the ice. And, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just, I think we're all kind of on the same page now, whereas before it was a little bit disjointed. Thank you. Mike, uh, can you talk about the... Maybe, maybe the uh, the most stressful you were in the third period, that dump in hits the ref and you know, you're, you're diving back in. Uh, what was the conversation uh, you and him were talking about afterwards? Is he okay? Obviously the puck hit him pretty hard and I didn't know where it hit him, but I know it, it got him pretty good. So obviously to see if he's okay. And then I asked him right away, would that have counted if it would have went in the net? And he said, no, it wouldn't have. So it was, it was uh, obviously a little tense there, but um, stayed out. And I want to get your thoughts on you have a unique parent in front of you. Essentially, Evan Bouchard's a rookie by all sense and purposes, and Duncan Keith's obviously a you know, future Hall of Famer. They've gotten paired together, and they've, been, they've played very well. And through two games in this series, Evan Bouchard has, has really elevated his, his physicality, his aggressive play. Can you just talk about what you've seen in, in him maturing throughout this season? Yeah, I think everybody has. You know, playoff hockey is about up in your physicality, and everybody has to get involved in that manner. But Bouch has been a guy that... He's just gotten better and better, it seems like, the last few months, and he's really gotten comfortable with playing with Dunks, and obviously when you play with a guy like that, you know, Dunks is a very vocal leader. Um, I think he's, he's taught, you know, he's helped Boosh out in a lot of areas, um, and Boosh has, you know, grabbed it and taken advantage of the opportunity with the ice time and uh, the power play and obviously how dangerous he is in the offensive zone, but he's, he's just poised with the puck. He's poised with the puck, and... Um, he makes good plays, and if he just you know keeps it simple and and uh, you know he can he can make some unbelievable plays with the puck. He's got a bomb of a shot, so he's got all the tools to be a, a great defenseman in this league. And you put those two together, and it's a great pairing. I wanted to ask you quickly about his shot. He, he seems to get a lot on it with very little wind up, just a, a quick flick of the wrist or snapshot. Deceptively. Is it harder than it, than it looks? Like it just comes off a stick so fast, not even a slap shot. Yeah, it's just heavy. It's just heavy. It's uh. It's some guys just have the technique down where they use the stick and their ability to shoot, and it goes really fast. And he's uh, one of those guys that uh, you know can let it rip kind of effortlessly. So I think he's he's obviously learned you know that craft and that part of his game is an important part of his game. And he finds ways to sift puck through with his wrister, and then when he gets a chance to let it rip, he can he can hammer it home too. So it's uh, it's a great asset for him. Uh, Derek, I just wonder what you saw there on uh, that play early in the second period when you were able to intercept that, that pass that was intended for Kopitar because you seemed to really be on that, on that play. Did you kind of see him coming? And what, can you maybe describe what happened there? Yeah, was that on the kill there? Is that what you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were going to get it out, and um, they did a good job kind of staying on it. And I knew that I think Deneau got it there. It was taken to the net. He had to take it to his backhand, so he gave me a split second to get back. But... I knew if he went to his backhand, he's going to try and sauce it back door. So that's my guy. I have to get back there and have that coverage. So I think I, I got it and then I uh, got it out and then got hit pretty hard. 
And, and Mike, just the last one for me, I just wonder what you thought of Connor's hit there in the second period. It seemed to really uh, kind of galvanize the crowd. Uh, Connor McDavid's hit. Oh, yeah. Saw it. Yeah, it seemed to really kind of galvanize the, the crowd. What did, you, what did you think of that one? No, like I said earlier, I think, uh, you know, when your captain's throwing his weight around, you know, it pulls everyone in the fight. So I think we talked about it, and I, I'm sure every team talks about it. Anytime you get a chance to, to get a lick on one of their players, it's, it's a long series and can pay dividends in a, in a long series. So we got a lot of games ahead of us here, and obviously this one we'll enjoy, but when your cap's throwing his weight around a little bit, it kind of just pulls everyone else in the fight. I have a question for either one of you, really. I know it's the playoffs, and you're zoned in on your game, focused, but I've never seen anything like this before. I just wonder if you guys can just tell us what it's like and are you able to take that all in? It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, it is incredible, to be honest. Like, I don't know how they're like 30 deep out there, I think, and I don't know how long it goes on for, but it's, uh, you know, it's pretty incredible when you have a fan base like this and they're that excited about, you know, us having a chance to play for the Stanley Cup and, um, you know, we want to do anything possible to make that happen. And, and obviously it's one game. We won one game, but it's, uh, it's great to see the city, you know, feeling it. And uh, they deserve it because it's been a long time, obviously, coming since they've been back in the building and the playoffs have been in Edmonton. So um, hopefully we can just keep this going. And, and it's a long, long road ahead, but uh, you can't do it without loyal fans. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.